Well, very blessed Christmas season to all of you. If any of you are a bit sad that Christmas is over, fear not. We're just getting started, right? We have the wonderful gift of several weeks of the Christmas season. It's not as long as Lent or Easter, but it is a season. And so a week from today, we have the great feast of the Epiphany. Two weeks from today, the feast of the baptism of the Lord, which then brings an end to the Christmas season. So keep on singing, keep on giving gifts, keep on saying Merry Christmas. We got two weeks of this. So all you Scrooges out there, sorry, we're going to keep going. Um, Each year, the Sunday after Christmas, we celebrate the Feast of the Holy Family. The Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. And how fitting, fitting it is that we celebrate the Holy Family in the context of the Christmas season, why would that be fitting? Because all of this, everyone, is essentially lived most beautifully in the context of family life, in your marriages, in your family life, in your sonship and daughtership, in your motherhood and fatherhood. That the Christian life and the joy that comes from living as a Christian is lived in the family. And so it's a blessing that each year we have this great feast day in the context of the Christmas season. And every year as we have this feast of the Holy Family, the gospel is Luke chapter 2, the fourth mystery, the joyful mysteries of the rosary. The fourth mystery, of course, the finding of Jesus in the temple. Actually, I lied. The fifth mystery. Just want to make sure you're paying attention. The finding of Jesus in the temple. Everyone, I just want to walk through this briefly and point out a few things and then connect it to an overall goal I hope we all have deep in our hearts. So here we go. You've heard the gospel enough. You know the context. Each year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. Did you catch that? Every year, Jesus' parents would go to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. Now, there's three times where a devout Jew would go to Jerusalem for a feast. The Feast of Weeks, the Feast of Tabernacle, and the Feast of Passover. The most famous one, the Feast for Passover. So three times a year, the Jews would go from wherever they lived in Israel to Jerusalem to the temple. Why? To follow the law. That's what God had commanded them to do. So Jesus grew up in a very devout family. You know, sometimes we can buy into this trap. You hear it sometimes on YouTube, things like that. You know, give me Jesus, but not the church. No, Jesus was a religious man. What did he say? He came to fulfill the law, not to abolish it. So Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, they'd be the type of family that the day after Christmas, if it fell on a Sunday, they would go to Mass. Well done, everyone. Way to go. They would be doing what you're doing right now. Now, What's interesting is we're told that he was 12 years old when he went to the temple. Did you know that it wasn't until a Jewish boy was 13 that he was required to go? Once he turned 13, you were required to go to the temple for the celebration of Passover. But oftentimes what they would do is they got closer to the age of 13, they would start going. And so we know that Jesus went even though he didn't necessarily have to because he was only 12. And then, of course, we know that he got lost, right? They left him. They were going back to Nazareth. They realized he was not with them. 
Now, I want to just point out a couple things. How many days was Jesus missing? Three. Pope Benedict points out that it's a rather practical uh, realization that it was only three days, okay? So imagine they're in Jerusalem. They leave Jesus. They think he's with the others. They travel one day. He's not there. They travel back to Jerusalem the second day, and then they spend one day looking in the city for him, three days. But we, of course, know that this is pointing to something else. Jerusalem, three days. That is meant to put off a light bulb in our own head saying, Jesus would die and on the third day be raised. Which is then pointing to what? From the very beginning, even in Jesus' childhood, we know that he has been given a mission from his father. And that mission is even mentioned even further when they say, why didn't you tell us where you were when Mary says that? And what does Jesus say? Did you not know that I must be in the house of my father? That the place where Jesus loves to be is with the father. Now, if we know our Christian theology a little bit, we know that Jesus and the Father are always in relationship with each other. His favorite place to be is his very existence in relationship with God the Father. And so the simple task of finding Jesus in the temple is a further indication of his divine mission to live in the house of the Father. Now, where does that connect back to you and I? That is our task. To simply live in union with the Father through Christ. Live in union with the Father through Christ. What did the beautiful psalm we just say, saying say? Blessed are they who dwell in your house, O Lord. Blessed, happy. Happy are we who dwell in the house of the Father. Everyone, the happiest place we will live is in union with the Father. And that's what Jesus does, and he invites us to do the same. I'll close with this. Back in June, it seems like a long time ago now, I was on a retreat each year. The clergy of the diocese, the priests go to Richerton for our annual five-day retreat. Our director this year was the Archbishop of St. Paul, Minneapolis, Archbishop Bernard Hebda. He had a one little line that he, for him as a retreat director, was probably a throwaway line, but it hit me, and it's been directing much my prayer ever since. Here's what he said. The goal of life is to live with God forever. Like I said, very simple. The goal of life is to live with God forever. And we say, well, duh, of course. And we say, someday. No, this day. We don't just live with God in heaven someday when we die. Jesus invites us to live with him now. And it is the only goal we have to live with God forever, this day and always. And so as we approach this new year, may we make sure deep in our hearts, our number one desire 
is to live with God in the house of the Father.